This is ScreenBeam's Collaborative Tech Talks, discussing collaboration and better communication in the places where we learn the most. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Collaborative Tech Talk brought to you by ScreenBeam. I'm Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me today. On this episode, we're taking a look ahead to 2021 and talking about how to apply the lessons we've learned in 2020 when it comes to creating a safer learning environment for students, for teachers, for everybody. And joining me today is David Lopez. He's a senior manager of strategic alliances at ScreenBeam. David, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, Tyler. Good to hear you again. Um, glad to be here. Well, it's uh, always good to get a chance to to talk to you a little bit more about what's going on in the classroom. And of course, we're going to take a look at the trends that we've seen in 2020 as well. But we know that 2020 has been a year uh, full of challenges and changes for the classroom setting, David. So what lessons do you think can be learned and maybe gleaned from this year that can be applied moving forward? Yeah, it's it's really a it is a challenging year. I think challenging is a <laughs> is a probably a less than descriptive term for a lot of people when it comes to districts and and what they're going through, what teachers are going through. We've learned that nothing stays the same. You know, we've learned that you have to be flexible. Uh, you have to be flexible with not only how you do things, but um, in some cases, you know where you are when you do things. And that's been a real challenge for a lot of school districts uh, because information is on a constant fire hose of information as always is is there. Uh, so school districts are trying to uh, take all that information and then convert it into stuff that's digestible for teachers and students and parents. That's been a huge deal. I think communication is definitely hmm. something that a lot of districts have learned how to do better. If they didn't already have something in place, then something is now in place that, you know, hopefully is is able to communicate the right information at the right time to the right people. And that that's something that we learned a lot in crisis and a lot of crises in our history. You know, you learn how do you communicate quickly and the Internet has certainly helped. Technology has certainly helped. But with that, you know, technology has presented a lot of challenges. <laughs> so that's where people are still, I think, still struggling with, with the right way to do things. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, you, you raised a lot of good points there. And, you know, I think that this kind of being the end of 2020 and as we look ahead to 2021, how can districts and schools be taking these lessons and taking some of the things that you mentioned and applying it forward, especially when it comes to budgeting and their end of the year budget and looking ahead and setting themselves up well for the future? How can those things uh, play together well, uh, taking the lessons and then applying that to your budgeting and things along those lines? Yeah, that's really a good question. We have seen a lot of districts, uh, what we've seen in our in the technology and the education technology industry is a lot of budgets have stretched when it comes to the buying cycle and where when they're able to buy things, um, when they are buying things and, and how they're looking to use that money. We know that, you know, with the, the government has provided you know, some relief uh, to to a lot of districts. Um, so when they're wrapping up their budgets, when they're looking at that, uh, or when they're looking at how to utilize their money, a lot of them are saying, okay, well, we're not spending money for what's happening right now, but we're spending money for what's going to happen, what we think is going to happen in the future. And so the end of the year budget and, um, and how that applies is, okay, what do we do in 2021? Like you said, how do we get ready for you know, hopefully we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with this virus, with the vaccines and and other things. Um, and we're seeing a lot of data that tells us, you know, students are 
are okay in the classroom for the most part, but I, I don't certainly want to get into the politics of that. But, you know, that's what districts are looking at. That's what you're seeing. So they're trying to spend that money is, is really kind of tough, especially when funds are short. But there are different ways for schools to do that. So have funds been made available to schools to help create, you know, safer learning environments and uh, maybe to help with some of the challenges that 2020 has brought on? Have there been funds that have been made available to districts, you know, to help cover some of those costs? Yeah. And then that's, you know, so the, the, the government relief fund, the CARES Act is the biggest one that, you know, is available. And that's the the coronavirus I think it's the Coronavirus Relief, PAC Aid Relief and Economic Securities Act, the CARES Act, that that money has been available for, made available for, I think it's like $150 billion that was set aside to helping schools. Really what the the idea behind those funds is, you know, look, we know that schools had budgets that were approved and then all of a sudden COVID hit and things have changed drastically. The the changes that occurred between, you know, now, you know, several months ago and December 2030th, let's look at how do we help schools spend that, you know, get that money in their hands. And then I think that the limit on that money is spending it by December 30th of 2020. Now, that's so that's a lot of school districts are up against that that right now at the end of the year here. That's interesting. So they're kind of up against this um, this deadline as far as um, as far as utilizing those funds. So what trends have you seen in the way of uh, school districts acquiring and implementing technology? And uh, is technology kind of part of what they're using these funds for? Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, you're seeing a lot of districts purchase devices for students. What has been a factor in all of those purchases, unfortunately, is that supply chain has been severely impacted. And so you're seeing a lot of districts want to purchase devices or move on purchasing devices, but they're not necessarily able to get them. And so I I don't know for a fact that you've seen schools say, okay, well, if we can't get these devices, we're going to do this instead. I, I don't know that's the case. But some schools, I think, have run up against some of those deadlines and said, okay, you know, how do we, um, how do we move forward? What do we prepare for in the future? And when students do come back, do we have money as part of that, you know, budget that says, okay, let's try to make our classrooms safer. Uh, Let's try to make our experiences in the classroom safer for students and safer for teachers, importantly, as well. And can technology a part of that? Can the budget that we have be used for that? And I think there are some ways to do that. So how can ScreenBeam help provide solutions to, you know, create a safer learning environment in the classroom and to utilize technology? Uh, Talk to me about how ScreenBeam is able to do that with whatever a school district's particular budget might be at this point. Well, yeah, and, and we have talked to a lot of districts about this and actually have had districts come to us and say, let's figure out how to make this and put this in place for when our, our teachers do come back and some schools that teachers are already back that making that experience better because ScreenBeam as you know, at, at our core, we are meant to be a device that you plug in and you, you know, plug into your screen or to your projector and you don't really ever have to touch it again. And so when a teacher walks into a space, maybe they're utilizing a pop-up classroom area where they weren't necessarily having a class before, but they've got you know space that's a little more capable of having a social distance environment. Maybe they've got a screen that they've rolled into the room. Maybe they've got screens that are already on the wall and they don't have to touch anything to make that connection with their own device. So they're carrying their device with them wherever they go. 
they walk into a location where they're going to teach, whether it's a classroom or, you know, a gym or a multi-purpose room or even a cafeteria. We've heard about districts, you know, schools using those. They don't have to plug in a bunch of cables. They don't have to push buttons on the wall to get connected. They don't have to use dongles. They can just connect their screen and use their own device, whether it be a tablet device like a two-in-one from, you know, Windows or a Mac or an iOS device or even their phones. And they can connect to that screen and share content and then be able to walk out away from that, not having used anything but their own stuff that they have with them. And that that's where ScreenBeam really has the best in class solution for that experience in uh, an education environment. And, and that's really where we are seeing some districts say, hey, let's take a look at how we can give that experience to our teachers um, and students in a really ef- effective and an immediate way. So, David, obviously, as we've mentioned, 2020 has been uh, particularly challenging. What are you looking forward to in 2021 when it comes to um, the way that classrooms have evolved during this time and maybe potentially getting past the coronavirus pandemic? um, What are you looking forward to just about how schools maybe have learned lessons when it comes to utilizing technology and uh, and what excites you about what's to come in terms of uh, in terms of the classroom setting? That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> you know, not trying to, it can't be a prognosticator about all this stuff, but I can say that I know that I do know from talking to a lot of teachers and some of the stuff you read online, some of the frustrations that you see, and it's vented by different people in different ways, whether it's through people actually venting or people being humorous about it or people complaining. But one of the things I know that the, the sense of normalcy is really what people are wanting when it comes to this stuff and and realizing that, look, you know, we have a job to do as, as, as teachers, as educators, as school districts, you know, how can we get that back to as much as normal as possible? Because students, you know, if we really look at this from a big 10,000 foot view, a lot of students who are in school today, maybe your elementary school students they're going to look back on this, yeah, as a time a time in their lives that, you know, was interesting. But hopefully, I would like to say that they're not going to look back on it and say, well, this completely severely affected my education and I wasn't able to, <laughs> you know, do the things that I wanted to do uh, because I had this, you know, this year of 2020. I would like to think that schools, students look back on this and say, yeah, that was a tough year. We got through it and I was able to continue my education and, and continue to do the things that I was trying to do without too much hindrance. And, and that's what I, I hope for. You know, ScreenBeam, I know, is we're a really small part of that. But we do provide a good solution for those schools that are looking to get back and, again, provide that that safer environment. And the benefit of our technology really is it's not something that's just meant to be used in this environment. It's not a, a plexiglass shield. You know, it's not <laughs> it's not those things that schools are spending money on, CARES Act money on. It's one of those things that once you get back, it's something that you can use far into the future. And um, we've got customers, repeat customers that are coming to us now and say, well, we bought your stuff several years ago. We want to upgrade. We've, we, and then uh, we've even got customers that saying, you know, we trying to be, you know, wireless several years ago. It really didn't work out. But now we realize, you know, we have to be there because of X, Y, and Z. And one of those reasons is, again, providing that safer, you know, contactless experience in the classroom and conference rooms and boardrooms and things like that. And, um, you know, we are the industry leaders in making that happen uh, in an effective way. It's a long answer, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's uh, it's the way it is. It's a long answer because uh, there's a lot to look forward to, and I think uh, everyone is looking forward to some anticipation, hoping for better days uh, than what we've experienced in 2020 and uh, and better times in the classroom and utilizing technology. And so uh, David Lopez, Senior Manager of Strategic Alliances at ScreenBeam. David, thank you so much for joining us today, talking a little bit more about ScreenBeam solutions, as well as just where we are in terms of uh, what's going on in the classroom these days. So David, thanks again. Thank you, Tyler. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of Collaborative Tech Talks by ScreenBeam. We appreciate it very much. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you go subscribe. Stay up to date with the latest thought leadership on tech for inside the classroom, as well as within other settings as well. And while you're there, make sure to uh, give a good review, leave a good rating, that sort of thing. And uh, of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.